Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And it's all different sounds and all different rooms because uh, I'm in the um, kitchen and I'm just making a brew. I'm kind of against it for time, so I'm doing bits of recording everywhere, which is why you've got the dishwasher in the background. Um, and you're going to ask me why the dishwasher's on at this time in the morning because I should have put it on last night. But because we have solar panels, um, we try and do things like that in the daylight. So consequently, it was packed last night, but it's been put on this morning, and I didn't quite understand the delay timer. So it could have been on three hours ago, obviously, when it got light, but because I can't actually add six to something or nine to something, I wasn't actually capable of doing it. Anyway, I'm going to go and grab my brew. I'm going to go and sit in the garden, and we'll crack on with, uh, with a bit of TFM after that bit of twangy guitar. <laughs> Actually, I haven't gone to the garden. I've taken a detour. I've come into another room that's going to sound different from anything you've heard before because it's uh, well, it sounds like a really small room, and that's because it is. It's our little utility room in a bit of the garage that we kind of stole uh, for this purpose. And I've come in here to actually just to do one sound for you, just to kind of record you one particular thing. And it should make sense when I record it, but there's going to be a bit of clanking as I get myself into into position. So apologies for that. But anyway, we'll have a go. Right, okay, that's the phone down. So, there you go. That's the sound of the washing machine door opening and shutting. And for most people, that's absolutely normal. That's exactly what most washing machines sound like. Except because of the the, the kind of saga around the hinge of this washing machine door, it's not quite worked as efficiently as that for about two or three years and so it, it used to take a lot longer than that to kind of open and shut so the novelty of being able to open and shut the washing machine door in the way that everybody else to still hasn't worn off even though it's a number of days since I changed it so I'm going to do it again just because I can and there we have it a newly fixed absolutely second life washing machine with a door that opens and closes fantastic tuesday so i've made it into the garden brew in hand um and it's it's quite a pleasant day um it's uh it's not as warm as it's been it's a bit overcast i think we're gonna have some rain it's definitely rained overnight but it's still very very nice to be out here at whatever time it is half past seven in the morning um and I want to I want to, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Disco Graffiti, uh, which is a podcast. And I was contacted by a guy called David, who uh, has this podcast, and he contacted me because um, I'm down as the contact details for the Corona Diaries, the the, the podcast I did with Steve Hogarth and Merlin. And occasionally, somebody will come along and say that you know they listen to the podcast, they think it's great. Dolly, dolly, da. We could help you with this. We could help you with that. It's normally about advertising or what have you, and generally you you ignore them. And David came along and said, uh, "I always get worried when emails start with i 'I've listened to your podcast, man, it's great.'" And I think, "Oh, great, great, fantastic, of course you have." So he came along with that kind of, "Man, your podcast is great. Uh, you're doing doing amazing things. All that kind of, um, you know." And the slight Americanism is because he, as it turned out, he he is American. Um. And then he told me all about his podcast, um, 
and then said that he thought it would be really good if he came on to Corona Diaries as a guest, that that would really help the Corona Diaries because of how successful his podcast. It's it's important that we have him on as a guest um, to help us, basically. And I, I thought very little of it um, and did what, as I say, did what I do in these situations and, and, and ignored it. Um, except it happened two more times. In the space of a, of a, of a week, I got, I got a similar podcast. Now they they will have been um, automated. Um, there's no there's no doubt because of of you know the, the, that style of marketing approach that he that will be going out to thousands and thousands of people. He'll be identifying these. Well, maybe not thousands, but certainly tens or and you would have thought hundreds to make it viable. Um, so so but and they're they're written in quite a jolly hip kind of style. But the, but there was this kind of slight. Uh, passive aggressive tone to to everything that was going on um, underneath really and basically it prompted me to go and have a little bit of a look at this um, and, and a listen actually and I listened to to uh, an episode of this podcast and he sets himself up to basically tell you all about music and his view on music and his view on particular albums or particular artists all of which is fine perfectly entitled to that not a problem in the slightest um i listened to one of them on billy joel i didn't necessarily agree with it uh probably got my back up a little bit because i have a soft spot for billy joel but um it it, it didn't it didn't work for me and i didn't think it was i didn't think it sounded like you know the kind of podcast that would be very successful so I, I i disappeared off and i had a look at his um his patreon page and i and from what i could ascertain he, he, he can't have a lot of followers or if he's got a lot of followers he's not got a lot of um patreon followers now look i've i've i work on a number of podcasts and some of them have low listenership and some of them have higher listenership um so i'm not going to have a go at somebody for trying to necessarily improve you know their own podcast and i'm not going to necessarily have a go at somebody who's not got great listener numbers um i mean let's be honest tfm doesn't have great listener numbers um but there was something about the whole approach what i wouldn't do is is you know contact somebody and say wow i've listened to your podcast by the way i've got this thing going um and because i think it will be helpful for you um then i ought to come on your podcast basically so i can promote mine which which clearly would you know would would welcome a bit of a shot in the arm um from what you're what you're doing um and i'm going to leave it there because we're going to come back to it um but it was going to be hard to do all that in one go so i've set a little bit of the 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 backstory just a little bit so as it stands at the moment i've had multiple emails from from this guy i've checked his podcast out not overly not overly impressed he's fine but i'm not overly impressed uh, certainly didn't do it for me and he doesn't seem to be in a position where you know this this relationship would work um anything like well for the corona diaries but it would work you would have thought potentially very well for him <laughs> I don't want to get too involved in the details of the whole BBC presenter story that's been floating around this week. Um, I mean, obviously, we now know it's Hugh Edwards, but um, to be honest, it's one of those stories. It's a bit like the Philip Schofield thing, which I didn't have a lot to say about that either. Um, Really, I find those kind of things are something that you personally, you know, you make a decision on and you don't necessarily need to tell the, the world about it. What I am going to say is a couple of things to try and add a bit of context. One is 
in both cases I've been really, really uncomfortable with the whole feeding frenzy and how it's been led um, and how it's dominated the news for such a long period of time. Um, and the reason why I'm, I think that's a major problem is, is twofold. One is historic and cynical and one is uh, very much now. The historic and cynical one, the one to throw in, I guess, for context in the current story, is that um, when I was growing up, the Sun newspaper um, ran, and I can't remember the exact timings, but it ran a campaign for about a week or a fortnight whereby it basically teased the fact, because at that point in time it had page three girls. So these, these were pictures of females who were topless and they were, it, was just, it was just part of uh, the culture of the time and that was, that was the thing and it was a big thing for the, for the son. And they teased the fact for a, a while that they showed pictures of this girl who was 15 and said, you know, she turns 16 in a few days' time and when she can do that we can, we can show you her breasts. That's that was the, the 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 crux of the thing, and it was a it was a, a kind of a tease thing. So, I have a I have a problem with a newspaper being straight faced about a particular story when that's in the DNA of that particular newspaper. Um, and I know you're going to say, well, look, that's historic. Attitudes were changed. Yes, I get that. I'm not suggesting they were the the attitudes in the 80s and the 90s or anything like the attitudes of uh, of now and people's take on things now. I I absolutely get that, but I just wanted to put it out there as a bit of context that this is a newspaper that not only paid a lot of money for a 16 year old's images, but also spent a lot of time telling the world that's exactly what they were going to do and you should be excited about it. Um, I think the second thing, and this is probably far more important in all of this, is that what we're not talking about on Monday and Tuesday of this week and should have been talking about is the fact that following um, the legal challenge um, that the government put in place that was thwarted, we still haven't got the Boris Johnson WhatsApp messages for the COVID inquiry um, because they can't get at the phone or whatever the situation is. So, so we have a situation where the government's been told by a court it has to provide this evidence and it can't provide it and, it's, and nobody's talking about it. It's rumbling on in the background and nobody is talking about it. Now, at the end of the day, that's the inquiry into COVID, the biggest health issue, in fact the biggest issue this country's probably had since the Second World War, I can't think of many others, that have had the same impact... And yet, we'd rather talk about a BBC presenter and an aspect of his private life than we would worry about the fact that we can't actually get at the evidence we need to find out how effectively the government dealt with an, um, a, you know, a pandemic that involved locking down the country for weeks and months at a time. <laughs> You're probably wondering why I told you about David, um, because in reality it was just that was a kind of professional to professional, business to business kind of email set of comms. Uh, yes, it was a little bit overkill. Yes, it was chanting his arm. But was it really worth talking about? Well, what's happened since then is that I've been dropped into his normal marketing comms. So I'm now on a database somewhere, which means that once a week I'm getting his normal long rambly email, which is basically pushing me towards supporting the podcast financially to sign me up into whatever his group of, of patrons is called um 
and that's and that's all fine except that normally you arrive at that by being a fan of the product in the first place which i've i've taken very little interest uh, in this particular podcast other than a little bit of um sort of I, I guess doing a few inquiries when the first emails came across so i was sat the other day in the uh, in the garage uh, the car was in having a little safety recall done and i just another one of these emails landed and i scroll all the way to the bottom of this tome because they're like they are like sort of you know newsletters and i, and I went all the way to the bottom of this tone uh, this tome and and there was nowhere to unsubscribe because i thought you know what i've had a few of these i've had enough Anyway, nowhere for me to take myself off this email. So I decided to drop him a little email. And I, 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 I put the following. Hi David, as you know that's aware, this email is unsolicited. So I was a little surprised there is no obvious way for me to unsubscribe. I'm sure that you know that you are contravening GDPR legislation in the UK. So I'm not expecting to have to ask more than once for you to remove me from any form of database you may be operating. I look forward to one final email from you confirming you have attended to the above. Kind regards, Anthony. Okay, so that's the email I sent. I take the point, might be a little bit passive aggressive, but essentially that's what I put. I thought it was to the point. I didn't think it was a major problem. What I got back was this. I will gladly take you off the email list, especially since you are oddly the only person to threaten litigation. Ha 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 in capitals. Wow, sorry you're so unhappy to feel like you need to threaten me. I'm e- emailing you from a flood-torn region in the US, Ludlow, Vermont, so you can go boast to your family that this has happened today. Congratulations. Now, I thought about replying to that, because it did seem to be a overkill for one and a total misrepresentation of the situation. I haven't done because in that moment where you do reply to those things, I let that moment pass and since then I've, I've kind of forgotten a little bit about it. But I'm, I want to use you as a sense check because I then started to panic about, wow, is my is my email threatening and have I been over the top? And he, was his response warranted? And I still can't arrive at a situation where it is. Because actually, this is somebody who started spamming me with email, wanted to come on to a podcast that I'm involved in because it would help him and his particular podcast, which hopefully then he would help from financially. Um, then wanted to try and get me to be involved in supporting his podcast financially and to market directly to me didn't give me an obvious way to to cease those communications without having to trouble him and then got a little bit arsy when I happened to point these two things out. I th- I th- I think I'm all right. But if 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 I've got it wrong, can you let me know? Friday. You can probably hear, just about hear the sound of the rain. It's just started raining and I'm just getting to the end of the last section. So I'm going to quickly wrap this up and get inside before I get too wet through. Though I'm going for a run in a minute and running in the rain is fantastic. So actually the timing couldn't be they couldn't be better. Um, I'm going to finish. Um, I, I, I should really be talking about the weather in, in Europe, Southern Europe and the, the, the ridiculousness of 40 plus degree temperatures and the fact that we're not getting really, really worried about that and it's, start, it's prompting us to have a proper conversation about the effect we're having on the planet. But I'm going to leave that one there and I'm going to leave it there for something that seems far more shallow, which is I'm kind of getting intrigued by the whole Barbie movie thing. 
Um, I think the visuals look great. Um, and I'm always, in, I'm always, my interest is always raised when Ryan Gosling's involved in the project because I've got a lot of time for Ryan Gosling. I think he's been superb in quite a number of things that I've seen. And the, 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 the look of him as Ken seems to be fantastic. Now, I don't know what to expect. I've not seen any reviews. I think they've been completely tight-lipped about it. Um, and I'm also conscious of the fact I've still not seen Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, and I need to get that sorted very, very quickly. But, but I can see myself going to see the Barbie movie, and I can probably see myself going to see the Barbie movie before I go and see Oppenheimer, which I'm a big fan of Chris Nolan, so that somehow also feels a bit strange. But there's just something intriguing about what they're going to do with Barbie. Uh, and it might be another one of these things that's a total disaster and it doesn't work but there's some proper people attached to this so I don't know this might be this might be something quite special anyway I'll leave that with you have a think about that Um, let let me know let me know what you think about um, my communications with with David at Disco Graffiti this week Um, and other than that I, I hope you're well I hope you have a very pleasant weekend and I'll speak to you next week from Devon if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production